what is hypnosis and why do some people talk about mind control at the same time? Is it, is there, is it related? The two topics? I love these kinds of questions. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> hypnosis, mind control, I mean, it's definitely a topic to talk about, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. It's like, how do you frame it so that people don't freak out too much? So um, lots of stuff is hypnosis. The media is hypnosis. TV is hypnosis. Movies are hypnosis. Anytime that outside information or even inside information, like we are always running on self-hypnosis, all that negative self-talk that people talk about, that's mm-hmm. negative self-hypnosis. So hypnosis is information that happens to our minds when we are typically in a tranced out or zoned out state. That's why I say all those things are forms of hypnosis. Um, Have you ever been to Vegas? Yes. So when you're in Vegas and you're in the casino, have you noticed how it's like, super loud there's tons of lights and even the carpeting when you look down at the carpeting there's pattern Mm -hmm. in the carpeting there's no place to chill because what they're doing is they're overloading you so that you want to go to the machine and pull the lever over and over and over again because that puts you into a comfortable trance state and it's very relaxing trance is very very relaxing that's why we like to go to the movies we like to watch tv We like to drive long distance on the road and get into road zone. So once we're in that trance state, like when we're driving, Mm -hmm. the billboards exist for a reason. The billboards are actually a form of hypnosis. You're driving along, you're in a zone, and these billboards are, even if you don't consciously recognize them, the information's going into your subconscious mind. And then you're like, oh, I, I want some McDonald's french fries. Next thing you know, you're having a dream about McDonald's, right? Yeah. Yeah. So hypnosis, like when you go to hypnotherapy, Mm -hmm. all they're really doing is utilizing what's happening naturally, because this does happen naturally, that the last about hour before we go to bed at night, we're in a state of natural trance, natural hypnosis. Um, So what you do in that last, especially half hour before you go to bed Mm -hmm. will really change the arc of your life. Like if you're putting in positive information, if you're reading self-help stuff or stuff that you find inspirational at night, that is going to do something very different in your whole physiology than watching like if it bleeds, it leads news stories. So is that part of the reason they tell you like shut off the phone, shut off the TV? Yes. Part of that's blue light also, okay. but yes, it is bad programming. What about like now on the iPhone, they got the whole like turn off the blue light thing feature, you know, and I, I use it and it's like, oh, now I'm fine, right? You are fine, but I would still pay very much attention to what you're putting into your mind, especially that last hour to half hour before you go to bed. That is the time to, to read and do things that you find inspiring um, that will make your life better. Shell Hamilton, everybody, um, make sure to check her out, her podcast. You might have heard of it. You just might have. Meditation Minis. That's uh, meditationminis.com. 
And honestly, you can just type in meditation minis on Google and you'll get, you know, you'll get the iTunes, the, the Yelp, uh, not the Yelp, <laughs> the Spotify. <laughs> I'm so stuck up on my, I'm, I'm all about Yelp for my business. So I always get up on my mind, the iTunes, the Spotify, the Google, uh, Google play. Um, you, you can't miss it. It's got over 16 million downloads now. It's one of those things where uh, you hear you hear Shell and you're like, wow, I, I've heard this voice somewhere. Where 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 has this calming, relaxing voice been my whole life? But uh, it's uh, definitely definitely a pleasure to have you on. Before you kind of made the transition, though, I know you still use hypnosis, right, for sure. But you know, you kind of took it to another level. Um, when did you make this transition? You know, like when did you like say, you know, that that's it? Like I want to do something on my own. I want to create something. Yeah, well, I would say that even as a hypnotherapist, I was doing it on my own and creating it on my yeah. own because I was working for myself. Um, I had a you know a brick and mortar. I got clients. Um, I kind of grew up with two parents who tended to work for themselves, so I think that also made me not as scared um, to branch out on my own. But when I first got started as a hypnotherapist, I had like a regular job. And then I also was getting clients on the side until, and I'd done the numbers, like how many clients do I need to have in order to segue? Uh, That's a very popular way of doing it, right? Because you could still leverage your current job to get you by until you, boom. Well, it's, it's really hard to create something when you're in fear. And if you don't know how you're going to pay rent or eat, um, fear can cause a lot of energy, uh, but it's not sustainable energy for actually growing a business. Like fear can help you launch off the, the starting point, but fear is not going to feed you enough good stuff to keep it going for 18 months. That's an interesting way to uh, to look at it. Uh, it's almost like you need to have something, right? You got to be lit, uh, like your you know fire lit underneath you to sort of keep you going. Um, did you did you know like this is what you were gonna do though? Like was this always a calling for you since the <laughs> since the beginning of time? Since the beginning? No, 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 no. I was like that weird kid who checked out as many books as they would allow at the library, at, you know, when you're like eight years old. You were one of those. The, the, yeah. There was always one of those. I was one of those. It was always like half of them were Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys Mysteries. I loved a good mystery. Oh. Uh, yeah. those, I, I always envied people that, that did the Hardy Boys ones. I don't know why. I just, I couldn't do it. I was always like, why are these so popular? And they're always rented out and, I don't know what it was, but it sounds like, all right, you actually, there was a point when you had a regular brick and mortar and a location and now oh, yeah. the polar opposite. Tell us. Now it is right now I'm in Mexico and it's, um, my son just turned 18, uh, a couple months ago and he went off to stay with, um, family in California and our lease was up. So I decided that I was going to just put some stuff in a bag and the rest of the stuff in storage and take off. Um, and it's actually cheaper for me to be in Mexico this month than it would have been for me to stay in Columbus and, you know, have rent and all of that stuff. And, and by paying Airbnb instead, right? Or are yeah. you like, or yeah, I'm in an Airbnb right now. Okay. And then uh, this weekend I'm going to go stay at a hostel. I'm a huge fan of hostels, especially when you solo travel. 
because it gives you other people to hang out with, to go to dinner with, to go out, to go exploring with. Um, solo travel when you're all by yourself can get lonely. Uh, and solo travel as a female, you know, there's always like, oh, is this safe? Am I okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to going to the hospital this weekend and hanging out with some people and doing some things. Right now I'm in work mode though. So the Airbnb tends to be like get shit done mode. And uh, then the hostel is, okay, now we're going to get tourists. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I was going to say, when I'm in a hostel, I, I feel like there's always something going on. And you can't even like go to your room because <laughs> I have like three, four other people in there. And there's always just so many, there's a lot of times it's good vibes too. And you're like, oh man, what, yeah. what's there to do? What's there to do? Um, yes, yeah, so I like to mix it up and do both um, and just plan my trip that way. I did so, the same thing. I went to Puerto Rico for a month uh, this past winter and I did the same thing where I just did, I stayed at both. Did you stay at a hostel in San Juan? I did. I stayed at Mango Mansion. I highly recommend Mango Mansion. It is Mansion. a great group of people. Mango Mansion. I, ah, I, I'm blanking right now on which one I stayed. I stayed like in the very middle of the town. It was, uh, it's, but no, that was one of the greatest things I ever did in Puerto Rico. Um, such a fun time. But uh, yeah, I, Mango I, Mansion is right around the corner from La Placita. Placita. I, I don't know. I got I to gotta look into it after the call. I, I kind of okay. forgot which one. But uh, are you spreading your message? I t- this is a great way, I'm assuming, right, for you. Because what you're doing is such like in this day and age, wh- when you do something, especially with the podcast and, and how awesome you're doing, you can it, it's worldwide. So I yeah. take it, you know, you're definitely spreading the message. Are you doing like some meditation I don't know, slash yoga days or something out there? <laughs> no, not yet. But if somebody wants to invite me, I'm totally down for that. <laughs> That's because, I mean, that sounds like like something I totally would be on, right? Like going out here and then like hosting your own little meditational thing. I don't know, everywhere you go. Because, I mean, you got the opportunity to go anywhere you want right now, right? So nothing's really, is anything holding you back? Because a lot of people have this fear of not being able to do this solo traveling a lot of people envy envy this i mean there's always I, I do get some social anxiety like the reason why i do my show is because i used to have panic attacks i had generalized anxiety i had depression um and i was able to overcome all of that without medication but that said i still have a little social anxiety there's still moments where i'm like ah, i don't know maybe i should just not do anything it's a process so yeah i mean there are times when i'm traveling i'm like oh, is this really a good idea maybe i should just go home uh but the truth is right now i don't actually have a home so if i were to go home i'd be staying with friends and family anyway no i mean solo traveling was one of the greatest things i ever did and i like look back at that moment always i'm like ah i wish i did it longer i wish i did it you know a little more but you know who knows We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, and I don't think you're ever too young or too old. The first time I left the country, I was 16. I did a high school foreign exchange program. Um, now that was a little different because they set me up with a family, but believe mm-hmm. me, I was running all around Istanbul, Turkey, like a crazy <laughs> person, going places I'm sure I should not have been going. Yeah, glad you went then, not now, because now it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. be going there anymore at the moment. No, I, I, the fundamentalists have taken over. And, well, we won't get into politics. Yeah. But, no. um, <laughs> So, but it's also never too late. I mean, my son 
just turned 18. So obviously that makes me of a certain age and uh, who cares? Just go. doesn't matter. And that's kind of one of the reasons why we connected as well. Like I, you shared kind of what you went through and I was like, wow, this is exactly what I've been battling. You know, the depression, the anxiety, the crazy panic attacks. And even though I feel like I've overcome it and I do all these things, you know, to prove to myself, like doing a podcast and speaking in front of people and running a business, I still, you know, get it. It still comes and goes in, in waves. Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of, what kind of tips do you have? You know, like I, I know you probably, you have a million tips and you know, your procedure is over time, but if you could like give one big tip, you know, to the audience. to listen. Yeah. So there's a three-step process that I teach people. Uh, I call rewire that. And um, what you do is first you have to cancel out the negative. So whenever we have something that scares us or makes us feel bad, um, we're typically making some sort of picture in that moment. And if you're not aware that you're making the picture, then the first step for you is actually become aware of what's going on in your mind when you're having the feeling. Um, for full-blown panic, because it's kind of that Pavlovian you know, the bell rings, we salivate, we don't actually notice the bell anymore. We're just going straight to the feeling. Mm -hmm. You may have to rewind it a little bit, like in hindsight, but for non-panic attack situations, you can start to become very aware. And once you become aware, then you'll be able to use the same steps when you're in a panic attack. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I mean, to an extent, because like for me, you get in the panic attack and you get like that light, the tunnel vision right away, yes. right? Like you were just yes. saying, you get straight to the point. Yes. So like, I guess how to retract that quick enough before like making a fool of yourself, I guess. So the first thing is to use what I'm about to teach you on everything else and get strong enough in it that once you start to use it when you have the panic attacks, you've got some muscle. It's like you're going to the gym and you're working out before you go to try to lift the really heavy object at yeah. the, the competition. So what you do is first you cancel, cancel, cancel. I don't know why it has to be three times, but your brain just <laughs> loves threes, it just loves threes. The more the better, right? Yeah, so cancel, 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 not stop, not bad. We're not judging it. We're just canceling it out. It's, it's some, our brain's job is to think and sometimes it thinks crazy thoughts. And when it thinks crazy thoughts that we have a tendency to be scared of, mm -hmm. then our body reacts. If I was scared of spiders and you were describing to me the big spider on the wall behind me, there's a part of me that's like, I have um, a... That's good. You, you, did, you, just, you just made me think of a new podcast that I can do. <laughs> so you cancel, cancel, cancel the, pic the picture that's making you feel the way that you're feeling. And then you reframe it by thinking of three physical things in your control that in a similar situation you could do instead. So I'm gonna give you an example. Public speaking anxiety. The fear is maybe you're gonna be in front of people. Well, you've had it. What were the three, like what was the picture that you would make when you would freak yourself out? Oh man, I uh, right away just start thinking that I'm gonna choke up and forget what I'm gonna say. The most, that's the number one thing, forget what I'm gonna say. Perfect. Choke up, forget what I'm going to say. And everybody's looking at me that I'm going to do something stupid. I'm going to do something stupid. Okay, excellent. So the first thing you do is you'd cancel, cancel, cancel. And if you're a picture person, you're making a picture. So I would even put X's on the picture. Um, some people aren't picture people. They're more like they run tapes and they have feelings. 
Um, so for those, they just say cancel, 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 and think about kind of getting the feelings out. So the next thing you would do is you would identify three physical little things that you could do in front of an audience while speaking that would show you that you're being calm and confident. What are three little things? Um, I guess for me, that I, one that I do is I'll kind of walk around a little bit like to show that I'm like an authority, I guess, in what I'm doing. Like I'm comfortable with walking and talking still and like, yeah. Okay. So you see yourself, you see yourself walking, you're moving. Yeah. Anytime I I, I get active, it helps me out. Um, So you move, name something else little that's physically in your control in that situation. Would you smile maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Being loud enough. Okay. Speaking loudly, moving. What else? One more. Oh, this is good. This is good. I'm blanking. Uh, (laughs) Making eye contact. Making eye contact. Okay. Those are great. So for everybody, it's going to be different. And what you would do then is you would cancel out the negative and you take a deep breath and you picture yourself doing those three things that you know are going to give you a better result in that situation. That's it. Now, I said it's a three-step process, and the reason why is because sometimes we think of things from the past. We can't change the past, so thinking of three things we're going to do to change the past doesn't work. Or sometimes, like with a panic attack, we go so far, so fast into the feelings, we just can't even like think of three mm-hmm. things that we could do. That's when step three comes in. So you would still cancel, cancel, cancel. And then you take a deep breath and you'd start running a monologue of what's actually happening in this present, typically pretty boring moment. Like, I'm just sitting here, I'm drinking my coffee, I'm talking to Moreau, I'm taking some deep breaths, I'm going to wiggle my shoulders. And you get into the present moment by running that monologue. So that's a three-step process. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Picture three small physical things in your control in that situation that would give you a more positive result. And if you're too far gone emotionally or <laughs> something in the past that you can't control, you cancel, 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 and then you run the monologue until your amygdala, which is where the fear is, calms down. The moment you start running the monologue, you're actually forcing your brain to go to your prefrontal cortex. This is why another reason why when people get into fear, they say, you know, name the feelings. Once you bring words into the scenario, you're getting out of that primitive part of your mind and you're getting into the logical part of your mind. And if you keep practicing these like steps, you know, these, these three things, for example, they're naturally going to, you're going to have them like in the back of your mind, right? So when these you're hypnotizing are- yourself, literally, you're positively hypnotizing wow. yourself. Wow. You're taking the same negative process, <laughs> mm-hmm. just like a hypnotherapist would do, but you're doing it on yourself. I mean, not just like they yeah. would but do some other things, but yeah, you're taking back control of your brain. And so you realize this moment, and you're like, kind of take that breath and let's walk a little bit, let's speak up let's make someone maybe laugh or smile. Like Exactly, exactly. Um, now there's one other thing, since you brought up public speaking, that people often make a mistake of. They're more worried about what other people are thinking about them, like, oh, I'm killing it, they're loving me, I'm amazing, they're, you know, they think this is the best thing ever. 
And I would say that we can't control what other people um, think about us. And the more that we try to control what other people think or feel about us, usually the worse it gets. So in those situations, I always recommend that you just focus on the things you can do, which would be to deliver the information. That's it. No, that's, that's, that's good. And yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's something I think that just takes time, right? At the end of the day. Yeah, it takes some time, but once you take back control of the process, it takes way less time. Cause, uh, cause eventually I plan on speaking in front of thousands and it's like, just, just thinking about it, I guess for me, I'm one of those people where I like to knock it out and do it right away. It's the buildup that kills me. So like anytime there was ever a speech or anything to do, I would always go first, first, first. If I go, you know, I'm going zip lining for the first time or something like that. I want to go first. I don't want to like think about it. It's the buildup that kills me. Um, that I guess that's, that's kind of one thing. Well, that's where step three would really be helpful because you're getting out of that future forecasting and you're just being, you're like, okay, when I get there, I'll get there right now. I'm drinking my coffee and I'm talking to Shell. Oh man. And, and we could, and the listeners could definitely find more of this on your podcast, Meditation Minis. For sure. My, my podcast is what I call hypnosis light. Um, it is not, you know, full on hypnosis, but because you're going from one state to another in these short guided meditations, technically mm -hmm. I think anything that's a guided meditation is a form of hypnosis. Um, but like I said, I think television and movies, if, you're crying at a movie. You're entranced. It's true. Yeah. You forget about everything else that's happening. You're so involved. You're going to, that's all you're thinking about. I mean, I yeah. totally see it. If you walk into the end of a movie of like where people are crying and you just see the end, you'd be like, what is going on here? The acting is so bad. I don't understand why people are, but they're entranced. So the podcast is short guided meditations um, I tend to focus on anxiety, stress, confidence. I'm getting a little more into uh, productivity and focus, which I'm really excited about because I have ADD. So that makes sense that I would focus in on that. I'm sure others do. Uh, and it changes your state from, you know, something that you're not enjoying to hopefully something that you feel a little better about by the time you're done with the 10 minutes. Exactly. And, it, and it's only 10 minutes, like yeah. I, I, honestly, and, and even less, like, I mean, if you do yeah. the whole thing, but um, it's not that much of your time. And this is like what so many people talk about that are like game changers to their lives and to like being as successful as they are, these simple 10 minutes. It's, yeah. uh, and the nice thing about podcasts, the, the platform is that all these can be listened to whenever. It's not like you have to wait for the live episode, the live showing, right? We go back in time and listen to the two, two, 300 episodes, you know, 200 plus episodes, whenever. And yeah. That's the beauty of it. It is beautiful. Although I tend to cut my feed around 75 to a hundred because I find that people get too overwhelmed. So what do you mean? I only allow about 75 to a hundred past episodes in my podcast feed because I find that um, it becomes overwhelming for people to try to find something. I've just recently begun putting them all onto a site where people will be able to uh, search for exactly what they want. That'll be a less overwhelming and favorite. Is, is that meditationminis.com or? 
so meditationminis.com is the podcast and I'm working on something called M minis, which is kind of a hybrid app um, membership site. It'll be out soon. Okay. I'll have everything because I found that people were just like, I don't remember that episode and I can't, you not all podcast catchers let you favorite things and they're just not that searchable. So I created my own solution and, uh, it always takes 10 times longer than you think it's going to take. It does just like, just like anything else. And what would you, uh, what would you tell to, uh, you know, someone like me and someone that's going through what I went through, um, a few years ago, you know, sitting there in that cubicle and, debating like whether this life is for them, you know, not creating a podcast is it's, it's anybody could probably create a podcast, but to, you know, actually pass the five episode mark and to keep it going and to be a successful podcast, like yours has been like, you know, that's, there's only, you know, a few people that can do that. So what would you recommend to someone that's either looking into starting a podcast or just leaving, kicking, you know, their nine to five life? Yeah. So a couple of things I would say that, um, and I'm certainly guilty of this as well. We have a tendency to undervalue the things in life that we find easy for us to do. And everybody's got things that people come to them for. Um, so the first thing to do would be to find those things and just stop undervaluing the fact that you're really good at something and it's easy for you we've got this belief that if it's worth it, it's gotta be hard. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that we all have gifts and those gifts seem easy. And do it on the side. There's no reason why you have to burn all, I hate the grind, I hate the grind. I've, I have ground and ground, it does not work in the long term. Can it work if you're just doing it for a week? Yeah, it can work. That's a great way to get shit done. Yeah, I get burnt out all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I am not a fan of the grind. I'm not a fan of burning bridges. I'm a fan of stoking fires. So how do you, so do you kind of just pace yourself? Um, I think it's a matter of, sometimes you have to block. Mm -hmm. like sometimes you have to spend, for me at least, um, with the way my brain works, because I hyper-focus because of the ADD, uh, I do better if I spend three days just focused all in on something. So my first step with work was to get to the point where I could do four days working for somebody else and then have the other days to work for me. And then three days working for somebody else. And then I was able to transition out of it completely um, so that I could block my time. For me going home at night after working for somebody else and trying to do my thing, um, I used up a lot of energy working for somebody else. So blocking time, freeing up that extra day a week uh, really changed a lot for me. And uh, kind of just backtracking here, mm -hmm. I was wondering what, what is the best way to listen to your podcast i know like probably people think this i know you kind of say you know you you mentioned a few things but what's like your number one recommendation for taking it in you mean like which platform like, to use like, like should i should i be laying down should i go on the uh, I, yeah. do i need to do i need to go somewhere to listen to it can i just no. do it in my bed what's the best way I would say sitting up, actually not in the bed, because when we get relaxed in bed, we have a tendency to fall asleep. 
um, and they aren't created to fall asleep to. They're created to help you switch the way that your brain thinks about things so that you can be calmer and clearer and create more of what you want to create in the world. So I'd say a pair of earbuds. I actually mix them on earbuds because I figure that's how people listen the most. Because um, um, one comes when it thinks kind of like travel, like stereo, right? Sometimes I do some stereo stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just sit back, close your eyes and have a listen. Huh. So you're, what you're trying to say is laying down is not going to be the best way to create world-changing ideas. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say that that doesn't work for you. No, I mean, I don't. Most people sitting up so that you don't fall asleep is a better idea. Unless you're listening about to something. about standing? Longer. You can stand. I've even created some shows that you can keep your eyes open. And I have people do them with their eyes open. But don't do it when you're driving. Yeah. No. Driving. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's like one of the main things, right? Don't ever do it while driving. No, please don't. I've had people say, oh, no, I was really stressed out. And, you know, I was just going to listen to your voice just to kind of chill for a moment. But once you start listening to my voice and you get used to getting that relaxed while listening to it, and when you hear it, it has a tendency, like the little bell, to get you super relaxed. And they're like, oh, my God, I almost drove off the road. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now on to our listeners' favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. <laughs> Let's do it. I hope you're ready for some curveballs. Okay. Um, I don't know if you looked at already anything prior, if you didn't, but either way, my producer, Steve Wiley, you might have heard about him, you might have not. He, uh, he lurks the hallways here at my little, my little studio in my house. And... Uh, <laughs> on me about timing he wants to make sure he's a stickler that these things get answered quickly so you okay. have five seconds so you don't think too much okay let's otherwise go. he uh, comes out and gives me a gives me a hard time and i don't want to deal with him <laughs> <laughs> what is deep breaths deep breaths right three of them three of them <laughs> what is your favorite book the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Favorite movie? Ooh, uh, Moulin Rouge. You're stranded on an island. What is the one item you want with you? Not a person. A hammock. Ha! <laughs> Love it. Is, <laughs> is entrepreneurism a fad? Heck no. It's what we were meant to be. We were created to be creators. So entrepreneurism is just a form of self-creation. I'm going to go back to that one. But <laughs> is voice the future, like specifically podcasts? Ooh, that's a good question. I think that voice is a void that will always be available because there's a certain connection and intimacy right podcasting kind of is taking us back to the olden days of radio and it's uh, beautiful that's that you have a you might be a politician one day because the way you answer that question i swear <laughs> I mean, <laughs> think of like other questions and all right <laughs> how do you how do you since you already are how do you drink your coffee i drink it black all right. You know what they say, right? No. What do they say? 
according to a study from the Huff Post, not me, it wasn't me, um, that we show psychotic tendencies if we're uh, avid black coffee drinkers. Really? Well, I just find that. I drink it too, though, so it's okay. I, uh, I drink it black because I don't want to have the extra sugar. It's taken a long time to get to black. And milk, like. It kills it. Like, makes a funny taste on the back of my tongue that I just don't enjoy. Coffee is meant to be coffee, right? Good, dark, and just the way it is. Yeah, and if I'm a little crazy, so be it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we all need a little bit of crazy. And uh, not saying you are, but I know I am. (laughs) No, a little crazy is good. A little crazy means that you're unwilling to live in the status quo. Good. Okay. So you put yourself out there. Now I don't have to be the one to blame for it. That's it. (laughs) What is the one item you consume every day or you like wear it on you, um, but you need it every single day? It makes you you. Could be a food item. Uh, my glasses. I can't see without them, so it definitely makes me. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I swear. I gotta start telling people no more glasses, no glass answers. Um <laughs> I swear, I swear, you are gonna be a politician one day. These answers. <laughs> no, 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 don't don't wish that on me. I'd rather change the world from the I side know. than to be out front. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe the two can combine, right? And you could be like a game changer. But that would be awesome. Say, say you had an unlimited amount of money right now, and you can do anything, start up any business you wanted to, not not your own. What would it be? If I had all the money that I needed, and I could start a business, I would start a business that. Um, There's so many things pulling at me right now. I did not expect this question. Yes, yes. Um, we got a I boss, would start a- <laughs> two boss exclusive curveball here. Yes. I would start something that helps people all over the world get out of struggle and into thriving. So one of the one of the organizations I'm really keen on is Kiva organization. Have you heard about them? They give micro loans to people all over the world. So I could give $200 to somebody who um, is in Kenya and she mm-hmm. the sewing machine so that she can create things to uh, help her family survive. I would do work like that. I would go and just like give money to people like that, micro loans. Um, that's what I do. I wouldn't even need to start my own business. I would just give that money to other people who are already doing good work. So more traveling too. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Love it. And last but not least, how serious would you take me if I walked into a meeting with you right now and I had on socks and sandals? Um, I would think that you were probably pretty cool to walk into a meeting like that yes. and more of a force yes. to be reckoned with and yes. the business suit. Yes. Greatest answer, hands down. Boom. Love it. Well, you survived. I survived. Steve Wiley did not come out. I did not have to see him (laughs) right now. Yay. We win. Yes. Yes, we do. High five team. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, last one uh, I wanted to elaborate on uh, was entrepreneurism being a fad. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of one that you, you know, dove, dove into. Can you, can you elaborate? Sure. So, um, we're, uh, 
this is going to go a little religious. I don't mean it to, but I got, I, ever since I was a kid, I've been very obsessed about why people believe what they believe and why people do the things that they do. And I think that people are capable of anything given the right set of circumstances for that person. Um, it's the circumstances, the right set that gets, you know, thank goodness we don't all have the sets of circumstances that cause us to do certain bad things. Yeah. Um, so I got obsessed last year with this idea of being made in God's image, which is a very Christian belief structure, but uh, you know, we live well, most of the time in America. And so that's the belief structure that we're around. And I kept thinking about it. I'm like, well, what makes us different? Well, I've never seen a dolphin as smart as dolphins seem to be. And I love dolphins. I've never seen a dolphin make a dry suit so that they can go explore, you know, the middle of the United States. I've never seen this happen. I've yeah, never. You implanted a wild image in my mind right now. <laughs> And I love it. <laughs> like the dolphins at the Grand Canyon. I've never seen dolphins in dry suits at the Grand Canyon. Not yet. No, not yet. So we, we have something in us that drives us to explore and create. It's not that we have language because um, groundhogs have language. Groundhogs make up new words for things and can communicate that word to their entire system. So, and it's not tools because we know that other animals use and create tools all the time. So what is it? We are driven to create and to explore. This is the thing that makes us different than any other thing that we know of on the planet. So entrepreneurs are driven to create and explore. Entrepreneurism is just our natural tendency. And before the industrial revolution, you know, we had people who had, they did crafts. You know, they, you'd go to the chair maker to get your chair made. That is also a form of entrepreneurism. They're doing their thing. So yes, I don't think it's a fad. I think it's our true nature because we are explorer creators. I like that. I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to leave it at that. Just, okay. Nothing else I could really say to top that. Um, well, Shell Hamilton um, of Meditation Minis podcast. Make sure to check her out, meditationminis.com, um, iTunes, Google, Spotify, you name it. Um, just uh, type in Meditation Minis, Shell Hamilton. That's C-H-E-L, um, Hamilton. And you'll be sure to find all her uh, amazing content and hopefully she can zen you out and, you know, get you through the day and doing greater, better things. Um, but yeah, the, it's been a pleasure having you on the boss to boss podcast. The mic is all yours. If you want to close it out with any thoughts, um, otherwise, you know, it's been a pleasure. No, I thank you so much for having me on. And um, it has definitely been a bright spot in my week. So I am grateful to you for that. Yeah, no, it's still early in the week. It's it's uh it's it's early enough in the morning. So I'm glad that uh hopefully you didn't need too much coffee that you know I got you going just like this by talking. Absolutely. <laughs> that is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit bossedtoboss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is bossed, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>